That's great. No, Nick, you were you're you're on a health kick. On a health kick right now. One of my favorite bands is Pitbull. <laughs> you don't say. It's not a band, Steve. It's one guy, even if he is Mr. Worldwide. Oh, all right. I was I was mistaken. Steve, you know, I'm so self-conscious about my newfound weight that sometimes I feel like Mr. Worldwide. Well, Nick, you should cut down on that hotel room service then. (laughs) Steve, we can't blow all our material at the very top. We haven't even said what the show is. Well, what's the show? I'm glad you asked, Steve. It's the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm America's favorite superhero, Captain Leadin, a.k.a. Steve Trollinger. Uh, yes, it's one of the lesser-known superheroes, but I won't compare it to the one I know. Steve hates when I do. Uh, if it is your first time listening to the podcast, you picked a wonderful, not only episode to jump into, but podcast in general, because we on this podcast look at some music that maybe was popular at one point, maybe went under the radar, and try to figure out what the artist was thinking and why this music turned out the way it did. And we're actually today going to be discussing an artist who I'm kind of surprised we have never, I don't think we've ever uttered his name before, yet I will say a lot of listeners have not submitted a specific song, but they've just said uh, anything by Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> is what many of you listeners have said to us. So finally here, we will be discussing Pitbull and his hit song, one of his earlier hit songs actually, Hotel Room Service. And if you need a little refresher on what that sounds like... We'll get into the rest of the things we need to forget about before we go to the hotel room. But yes, that is Hotel Room Service by Pitbull. Uh, There's a lot to unpack in this song, which we'll be getting into. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Before we get to any of that research, I have a very important question that that will go a long way towards making this whole show make more sense. Is it Hotel Room Service? Or is it hotel room service? Steve, I never even really thought about it this way, but that might be a brilliant, you know, interpret it how you will. And what would the difference be, Steve? Well, hotel room service is a is like a could be any number of services for your hotel room. Could be turn down service, could be cleaning. Could be, uh, you know, uh, certain videos you purchase to you uh, watch a certain evening by your lonesome in your hotel room. Uh, it could must love you, dogs exactly. But if you change like the emphasis and instead it's hotel room service, well, that's a very specific service. That's specifically room service, which, as we all know colloquially, means food delivered to your room. Steve, I think actually I might not have been giving Pitbull enough credit to uh, the point you were making because maybe that's exactly what he intended. Because, well, actually, you know, the song and the lyrics truly don't have any ambiguity, though, so maybe actually we are giving him more credit. But the artist in question, born Pitt Frederick Bolsom, uh, no, I'm just kidding, uh, Armando Christian Perez, a.k.a. Pitbull, was born in 1981 in Miami, which if you've heard a second of any of his songs, you would know that he's from Miami, uh, to Cuban expat Does he parents. enjoy Miami? He seems to be fairly fond of uh, Miami, yes. Uh, born uh, to Cuban parents, in terms of how he... To, cho- to, hu- to human parents? Is that what Cuban you Cuban parents. 
Although, you know, with his name, you should clarify. Uh, and actually, on the note of his name, when interviewed by the Washington Post, he did say that he chose the name Pitbull because uh, Pitbull is a dog that, quote, bites to lock. The dog is too stupid to lose, and they're outlawed in Dade County in Florida, where he's from. Uh, they're basically everything that I am. It's been a constant fight. So that, so that is how he got that name. He started kind of primarily being a featured artist on a few Lil John songs in the early 2000s and released his first album in 2004. Now, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Mike, Mike, quick question. How much does your family hate me? Oh, well, I guess it depends on who in my family we're talking about. Why? Do <laughs> they, do they? I was about to say something that was going to make them hate me more, so oh, I didn't know. You if know it, what, Steve? Just, go on ahead. I'm sure they they love to hate. So uh, too stupid to lose. Isn't that on your family crest, Mike? Oh, hey, listen. Just because us Russell, us Russell Irish Vikings, all right, have uh, spent many a millennia just winning through not you know just being dumb. <laughs> Steve, I, I feel like to Mike's credit, I would rather be too stupid to lose than too smart to win. And that's my crest. Exactly. <laughs> but now, I don't know about you guys. Pitbull is an artist. I feel like he's always been on the periphery of being like the top tier A-list. He's always been kind of lurking just outside of that. Because I realized every popular song that he's done, kind of with the exception of the one we're talking about here, has featured another artist. And usually the most memorable part of each song is by that featured artist. Like, I thought the song Timber was a Kesha song. I didn't realize it was a Pitbull song. And Kesha That's did the a Pitbull song? Wait, the Timber? It was going down, Real and Timber. Yeah. yeah. Gotta move. A pit- I gotta dance. Exactly. Wait, that's-, that's a Pitbull song. But Pitbull is... Well, actually, um, also before I forget, because we did address him as Mr. Worldwide earlier in this episode, which is his um, kind of alter ego name, uh, that name came when he was originally called Mr. 305, representing the area code in Florida he's from, but as he started blowing up as an artist, he obviously had to change it to Mr. Worldwide, uh, which is why he goes by that, or Pitbull, because he's too dumb to lose. And it sounds a lot better than Mr. America's Wang. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to all of our Florida listeners. Oh, crap, that's most of my family. (laughs) Shit, never mind. (laughs) But now... The reason why I feel like so many listeners have wanted us to cover Pitbull is a lot of people have brought up the fact that a lot of his lyrics to songs don't necessarily make sense. And I feel like you can't necessarily criticize Pitbull for this because that's literally the brand that he's built for himself. He makes the kind of dumb party music with infectious beats and melodies and lyrics that don't necessarily make a ton of sense, but they're easy to sing along. And... It's not like he's ever not done this. It's not like he ever had his sellout period where he suddenly stopped making sense. He's always been like this. So I I actually would say, you know, let Pitbull be Pitbull if that's what his thing is. You know, I... Ex- extra points for consistency. Why, why people are so obsessed with things making sense. Look, if it gets your body moving, if it puts you in a good mood, if it makes you a little uh, cheeky, you know, <laughs> like, I think... Uh, I think that's all music's meant to do. You know? Why worry so much about the smarts of it all, man? (laughs) Yeah, why not be too dumb to lose? And you know, and sometimes even the complete absence of music can communicate things. Yes, such as four minutes and 31 seconds of silence. I would never agree with that. That's beyond... That's not even stupid. It's just diabolically evil. I mean, that's, that's taking advantage 
of these poor people going out to have a. You know what? I'm not even getting into Johnny Cage. I was going to say, it's like. <laughs> That episode on four minutes and 31 seconds by John Cage, it, that's the fastest direct trigger to Mike that I think I've ever come across. Uh, I, actually, on the note of giving Pitbull credit, I'm about to kind of make for uh, for you guys a, a a sandwich of thing that will make you like Pitbull and maybe thing that won't make you like Pitbull so much. In 2012, he already kind of had this reputation of having a bunch of hit songs that didn't make any sense. Um in 2012, Pitbull was involved in an advertising campaign with Walmart in which uh, the Walmart store that received the most Facebook likes from June 18th to July 15th would have Pitbull visit that store and put on a show there. First off, nothing classier than going to Walmart to see a Pitbull show. That's the quintessential <laughs> American dream right there. Um, but there was an orchestrated campaign entitled Hashtag Exile Pitbull started by the Boston Phoenix reporter David Thorpe uh, and SomethingAwful.com writer John Hendren. And what they did was they urged people to vote for the most remote Walmart location that they could possibly find, which ended up being in Kodiak, Alaska. (laughs) And the campaign was so successful that that store actually won. Kodiak, Alaska had the most Facebook likes, and that was the store that was picked. However, Pitbull kind of called their bluff and said, yeah, I'll go to Kodiak, Alaska and perform at this Walmart. And he went and he performed there at a um, at a Coast Guard base. And this is a small, small city of like 6,000 people. Um, and hundreds of people showed up to see the performance. So he, Hundreds? <laughs> hundreds of people in a town of 6,000 is pretty respectable, respectable though. Because um, I'm sure Pitbull has not been back since. <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> Good for him. Good for him. You know, people think these, these uh, high-profile musicians and, and superstars... Can't take out a little time of their busy schedules to do something nice for a small community. Yeah, he and said he he said he would visit ball. his fans anywhere in the world they are, and even the ones in Kodiak, Alaska. However, I tried I, whenever we're researching artists, I try to find like the most recent. What are they up to now? And the most recent news Pitbull made was uh, <laughs> from uh, what was the article? Yes, the from digitalmusicnews.com, quote, Pitbull called COVID-19 pandemic a, quote, scandemic and referenced detailed planning exercises in 2019. He's a pandemic scandemic person, uh, which, <laughs> but what he cited was, he said there's a rehearsal that went on before this whole shit. It's called Event 201, the rapper tells his listeners. It was ran by John Hopkins University in which which is in cahoots with Bill Gates, the Melinda Gates Foundation, and this was a complete rehearsal of what we did right now. Um, and then the article helpfully references by saying, the event Pitbull is referring to is a real conference called Event 201. It was held in October 2019, and organizers have dismissed these claims. The John Hopkins University addressed these claims in a statement saying, for this scenario, we modeled a fictional pandemic, but we explicitly stated that it was not a prediction. Instead, the exercise served to highlight preparedness and response challenges that would likely arise in a very severe pandemic. So because in 2019, they did a pandemic awareness, let's try to figure it out what would happen if this did happen, because they attempted to be ready, that was then seen as, no, you knew this was going to happen, and you were planning it. Well, I don't know Wait, if I'd on. be more pissed if they actually pre-planned it and still sucked ass when we had to go through the actual <laughs> pandemic. You know what? Fair. Wait, what the hell are we spending over. all this money on, Bill Gates? Let's go. Mike, shut up for a second. We glossed over something very important here. Did Pitbull use the word cahoots? Yes. The direct quote from okay. the article said cahoots. 
Okay, so Pitbull uses words like cahoots. He does. That just makes know. me. That makes me trust him more. You know, I feel like he uh, spe speaks my language. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> furthermore, Pitbull. Furthermore, Pitbull said it's the it's the flim flam man come to con folks out of their gym jams. And if you guys don't think Fauci's in the mask industry with how he's telling us <laughs> to buy up double masks now, I think we're all missing the big picture here. The scams going on. But you know what, guys? Regardless. Uh, when you're in a pandemic, a great place to quarantine for the two weeks whenever you're traveling is at a hotel room. And speaking of which... In Miami. Preferably in <laughs> Miami. 305. Uh, so with that, actually, let's get back to the hotel room service and see if we can figure out which versions that Steve alluded to is possibly what Pitbull is referencing. A dissection is imperative. So we started before at the beginning, so we'll just pick up where we left off where Pitbull was encouraging us to meet him at the hotel room. And I will say, we have Genius, Genius Lyrics pulled up, as we frequently do. God, if we ever have like a sponsorship or a partnership, I feel like Genius Lyrics is truly who we need to go, we need oh, to be in cahoots with. Absolutely. Uh, but they say... For the line, meet me at the hotel room, Genius Annotation says, hotel rooms are notoriously known for being a place where people have sex, which... I would argue hotel rooms aren't any more or less a place to have sex than any other room. Um, Pitbull wants to meet the girl at the hotel room so that so they make love. I don't think Pitbull's ever referenced making love. <laughs> you know, you know, he likes to give off this illusion he's just down for a fuck, but when then you get there and then it's it's real love making, you know? That's I love this little blurb at the bottom of the annotation. It says, Sex in hotels got the number one spot in things you wish didn't happen in a hotel room, which is, a, which is an episode of Family Feud I would love to watch. <laughs> that can't. Right, let's go to the board. Things you wish didn't happen in a hotel room. Bing, sex. Number one spot. Yeah, you win the feud. Steve, nothing dates you more than the fact that your family feud perception is Louis Anderson and not Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Who's been doing it for like 15 years. It's not that it's dating me, Nick. It's did we really want me to try to do a Steve Harvey impression? Was yes, anybody yes. going to come out of that looking good? <laughs> yes, 100% yes, Steve. All right, but we digress. So we need to meet uh, Pitbull at the hotel room. And that's the kind of stuff that Pitbull is good at. We at the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn, um, I I told a few people what song we were doing and we said Pitbull Hotel Room Service and literally everyone was like, oh yeah, we at the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. It gets stuck in your head. Also, those are not three distinct categories of motor lodges. That's not the point. Look, you get the you have the grand scheme of hotels, and then you know you. But you also want the people at the motels not to feel left out. So then you got the motel folks, so they can still party this on. And then Holiday Inn, Holiday Inn sponsored the, must have sponsored this song for Pitbull. Is that well, Holiday Inn? But a Holiday Inn could be both a motel and a hotel, depending on where you are and where you're staying. Like, if you're on the road off, getting off the highway, you're staying at a, at a motel. And if you're going into, like, the city and staying at the local Holiday Inn, you're in a hotel. Maybe that's what he meant. Like, we're reading the lyrics where it says hotel, comma, motel. Maybe he meant, like, hotel slash motel, which would be a Holiday Inn. Also, I guarantee Pitbull, at least since he became Pitbull, Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide, I guarantee he has not set foot in a Holiday Inn since becoming 
Pitbull as we know him. Where's the shout outs to the bed and breakfast, though, you know? Like, yes, the little mom and pop places, like in Vermont. Or- <laughs> you know what, Nick? We need to remake this song and find some inclusion for these these mom and pop little nice bed and breakfast bed and breakies and uh let them party too. I don't know if Pitbull is that vibe of like a quiet bed and breakfast. Pitbull I see is like the kind of person to have like one of those guns that shoots cash out and then like champagne bottles that you're just popping and they're grossly expensive because you obviously use the hotel room service to bring them up. So it's like $200 a bottle, but you're just going nuts on it. You don't care. You got that Pitbull money. You at the hotel motel holiday in. So we uh uh, uh was it we at the RV ski lodge breakfast in bed. Yeah. <laughs> covering all your bases. All right. But uh with this lengthy preamble, we finally get into the first verse. And this is where some people's I think problem with Pitbull's lyrics start to come in. Hold on, let me. She liked that freaky stuff. Two in the O and one in the I, which is a uh, quote-unquote clever play on words because two in the O, O, which is a letter, and one in the I, which is also technically a letter, but could also be referencing something in your actual eyeball. Now, wait, how many? I see, you studying this intently. Hold on, let me let me uh, let me use my uh, Mike Russell's psychic powers to uh, copy and paste uh, Mike's internal monologue for us here. Hold on, let me let me read him. Uh, 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 Nick, Steve, uh, I don't mean to go telling stories, but have you guys ever gotten anything in your eye? Like it hurts, right? Like, well, like what have you gotten in your eye? Like I remember this one time. <laughs> I got a paperclip stuck in there. I, look, I'm not going to go into how it happened, but it was painful. Have you guys ever gotten anything stuck in your eye? Well, have you? <laughs> and have you have you had two in your row? I, I what is the O, Mike? Because this is exactly what, like, this is why we do this show. I want to know what two in the O is. Well, look, if she's into that freaky stuff, and we're talking twos and O's and ones and I's, kinky, nasty hype. I mean, I, I'm assuming there's def, there's two dicks in play here. I, like I all know. good games. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, or maybe that's two, uh, two digits, Nick. Yes, you Mike know? is holding up two fingers, yeah. <laughs> staring two. thoughtfully at them. <laughs> she likes to be <laughs> stimulated with two, and then apparently likes to get poked in the eye with his other hand. So that's like... I don't know what kind of foreplay that is, Pitbull, but... Well, actually, he does expand upon that. Um, I think we got cut off here, but I'll play this again. So, and like T.I.'s, it's whatever you like. Uh, this actually speaks to another problem that I have with uh, Pitbull's lyrics. Now, I already mentioned before that I feel like a lot of his most popular songs are popular because of the featured artist. This song, even though this song that we're covering doesn't have any featured artists, it's just Pitbull, when you actually look at everything the song references that isn't unique to his song, 
So we just heard Whatever You Like, which is a song by rapper T.I. So he says, Whatever you like. And then a little bit later, well, we'll play it when we get to it, but he says, Give me that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff, which is a reference to Jay-Z's song, I Just Want to Love You. Um, there's another reference to a Notorious B.I.G. song, which I will uh let you guys, I'll, I'll bring that up when it comes up. And then we at the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn, arguably the most famous line from this song, is from Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. Well, you know what I'm hearing here, Nick, is that Pitbull's a fan. All right? He's a fan. He's a fan of the game. He's a student of the game. He's both a fan and a student of the game. It's an interesting take. See, I, I don't know. He's an ascended fanboy. He's someone who grew up, presumably... Though, based on the quality of these lyrics, I doubt that has happened yet. But <laughs> And I don't know if you can tell, I'm tightening my, my tie when I'm saying that. Um, but it, it seems like, uh, have you ever heard, have you ever heard that, that concept, ascended fanboy? Is no, when, is when I you feel are, like I can derive you, what it means, but... Yeah, is that, you, is that you, like you, how I could describe myself for Michelle Branch? Like, an ascending fanboy? No, I and I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna ask what the context is for my own personal sanity. Uh, it's no, it's when you are a fan of a genre or particular career type, and then you yourself become a large part of the thing that you were a fan of. So, like so, someone like a Steven Spielberg, who grew up, you know, as a kid, as a huge fan of the films that he watched and the directors that he admired, and then he gets his like eight millimeter camera and he starts shooting things when he's a teenager, and now he's, you know, then he becomes the, one of the biggest directors of all time. Steve, that's I've, like an ascended. Uh, Steve, I really thought you were gonna say. It's like Steven Spielberg. He likes two in the O, one in the I, that kinky stuff. He's nasty. I mean, the quality of some of his recent work may suggest so, but uh, Ooh, that's a different podcast. a little podcast. Spielbergian burn for you on your <laughs> song topsy episode. But you know what? I feel, I feel 100% confident. I feel 100% confident he will never listen to this. Why would so you say that, Steve? Safe. Don't manifest like... Cut to Steven Spielberg right now, taking his headphones out, turning off our podcast, and never listening again. That's all because of... Taking out his, his list of actors to never work with and writing my name in the book. I felt a chill go down my spine, you guys. But I like your typing like T-ass, whatever you like. Bring your girls, whatever the night. Your man just left, I'm the plumber tonight. I check your pipe. Oh, you the healthy type. Well, here goes some egg whites. Now give me that sweet, that nasty. <laughs> wow. Wow. I check your pipes. Oh, you the healthy type. Yes. <laughs> that is such a... Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's the sexiest thing you could say to somebody about... <laughs> like, Mike, I disagree. The... This is the sexiest thing you could say to somebody. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Like, my mind goes to the dirtiest thing I could think of, which is like, all right, I'm a plumber. I'm going to clean your pipes. All right, you know what that means. That's where I'm putting things. And you, the healthy type, must mean, like, <laughs> you must have, eat a lot of iron. You seem to have a nice digestive process, and I'm not getting, you know, there's... <laughs> I'm getting stuff all over my dick. I, I I don't know. Is that what that means? Well, I think... How do you know someone's healthy based on their pipes if you're plumbing when this sexual metaphor... 
See, of which, Mike, I think that I I, I think this is f- constructed somewhat confusingly because he says, "I'll check your pipes." Oh, you the healthy type. I think the healthy type isn't referring to the precedent thing that he had just said. It's referring to the following state, which which is when he says, "Well, here goes some egg whites." Egg whites are perceived as being like a healthy breakfast item, but also in this case, I'm pretty sure he's referring to his cum. Oh, thank you for saying the word. You know, you could have said any other word, and we would have gotten. The, the gist of it. The, the gist, gist of it? Of it? <laughs> yes. the, I knew you were do that. There we go. No. <laughs> Fuck both of you. <laughs> Steve, you know what? I, I apologize. Before each episode, we should come up with all approved terms. Uh, semen, ejaculate. What would you prefer? It's whatever you like. T.I., it's whatever you like, Steve. I would prefer to not hear Nick Brigadier say the word come to me. I would just prefer that. Only in your fantasies will that happen, Steve. Not on the podcast. Well, regardless, I I can't be fully blamed, Steve. It's it it's pitbull talking it, here. He really wants uh, this to be a group sex party, though. He's ready. Uh, yes, yes, he wants he wants all the girlfriends brought up. No boyfriends. All, all the girl. Keep your boyfriends at home. Bring all the girlfriends. One thing I've observed or noticed about pitbull. Oh, uh, this is I don't mean this as a positive or a negative. Truly observational. Pitbull is the most neutral-looking human being I think I've ever seen. He has like no super-defined features. He kind of looks like in every RPG video game where you can design your own character. He looks like the starting template for every single one. And I don't know, like, like, and he gives off this this kind of like obviously ladies' man vibe because in you know hip hop and rap that's what you have to do, and I feel like he sells it. 100% on his personality because I'm just like, oh, okay, sure. Well, <clears throat> that's the thing, Nick. Look at him. He's like, I, I'm a, I'm a man. You look at me, you see a man. You know, you know, it's, it's a, I'm a basic template of a man. And at the end <laughs> of the day, people are like, you know, with, with that personality surging through, then yeah, I guess he can attract these ladies being if like, you're- I'm a personality and you're going to get a, you're going to get a man. If you're starting a brand new Word document and you go and you select template, the very first basic template is a picture of Pitbull. Exactly. Lorem Ipsum Pitbull. Well, here goes some egg whites. Now give me that sweet, that nasty, that good sister. Let me tell you what we gonna do. Two plus two, I'm gonna undress you. Then we gonna go three and three, you gonna undress me. Then we gonna go four and four, we gonna freak some more. But first... All right, so... Some pitbull math for you. I love when a musician can give me a math lesson and a sex lesson at the same time. I think that's... What exact math lesson are we getting is is my question. It's really like a school that's had its budget slashed, and so the health teacher and the math teacher have to become the same teacher. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Mike, Steve. Uh, pitbull is making math interesting. I'm a sucker for edutainment. So. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I was honestly... I was honestly asking what you guys, the hell you guys are talking about, like math-wise. He's just saying numbers. Like, what math is he teaching us Look, here? two plus two equals Pitbull ripping my clothes off, okay? And three plus three is where I, equals me ripping his clothes off. 
And then four plus four is freaks some more. How do you not see the math in this, Steve? Pitbull is X in every single one of these, Steve. No, but it, it's like, he says two plus two, okay. But then he says three and three, four and four. Steve. And I know in certain, I know it's certain, depending <laughs> on when you learned math, you might say and instead of plus, but why use two different words to describe the same function? Steve, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you're echoing that same criticism that Pitbull's lyrics don't make any sense and are just basically nursery rhymes made dirty. So more like a... Plant nursery rhyme. A plant nursery yeah, rhyme? Yeah, you go to a nursery to buy to buy houseplants. Oh, yes. No, actually, now that I actually think about it, this just occurred to me, we have discussed several times on this show that you almost have to make a song borderline, borderline like a children's nursery rhyme. You have to have that cadence in order for it to stick around. I think Gucci Gang was the first time we realized that. And Pitbull... With his two plus two, I'm going to undress you, his simple couplet rhyming scheme involving numbers is exactly what you need to do. I'm surprised he didn't go all the way to 10, kind of like that nursery rhyme did. Oh my God, could you imagine if the pre-course <laughs> just lasted like five minutes? And we're going to go four and four, we go freak some more. Then we're going to go five <laughs> and five, going to stay alive. Then we're going to go six and six, better pick up sticks. Then we're going to go seven by seven. Four less than eleven. Then we're gonna go eight, uh, eight by eight. You're my favorite date. Then we're and then everyone at the dance floor just waiting, waiting <laughs> for the like, drop well, to happen. Also, it better be the big Nick, fat hen, man. That's my favorite part about it. Also, none of those were none of Nick's were about sex, so that was a really poor showing. Technically, undressing doesn't have to be sexual, Steve. He could just be, you know, getting ready for the party. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have been utilizing context. <laughs> Excuse me. Steve, we have established... I'm sorry I listened to the first half of the song already. We've established he's gone to a vocational school where he's figured out some plumbing, he has healthy breakfast of egg whites every morning, and he likes to get dressed, Steve. That's all I've learned from the song so far. I, he seems responsible, Steve. Yes. Uh, but that gets lost once again when we get back to the chorus, in which he tells us to... guys ever had a woman forget her better boyfriend and meet you at the hotel room or just the first part just the first part (laughs) mike we can't all be lady killers like you uh not to my knowledge or me literally uh it's a good rebellious chorus i will give it that however i don't see (laughs) i don't know I i feel like you can bring up a lot of trust issues with your partner if the song comes up on the dance floor well i think you can bring up a lot of Trust issues with your partner if you are stolen them from their boyfriend. Because then, are you the next boyfriend to be robbed of this love? But at the same time, there are no rules in love and war. Specifically love. So, like, it's all part of the courting process. Now, you know what? And I think that's what Pitbull's showing us with this. He respects... You must respect the the sanctity of marriage because he doesn't tell anyone to leave their husband. He only says to leave your boyfriend because he knows, you know, it's uh, it's it's competition, and you deserve the best. So, and Pitbull is the best in this scenario. Oh, I don't know. I don't know I, that. And also, Mike, you know, I, I, I agree 100%. This song, the, the take-home point from this song is Pitbull respects the sanctity of marriage. That's, that's the true take-home point from hotel room service. Also, 
the point you bring up about uh, when you said there's no there's there's no rules in love and war, and then you corrected yourself and said, well, they're not in love because then you remembered the Geneva Convention, right. obviously. But right. then which will I be, was wondering, which will exist <laughs> until someone blows it up, and then we don't have the Geneva Convention. Yeah, then I was <laughs> then I was wondering, should there be a Geneva Convention for love? No, no, you can't do that, Steve. There's no way. No, what would a Geneva Convention for love look like? Steve, love takes. Well, I suppose war takes many forms too. But I mean, the the amount of different ways of love and the the gray matter of love, and the facts, you know, I, love is insane. War's insane. Steve, this is... <laughs> Although, actually, Steve, to answer this hypothetical question, what would happen to the Geneva Convention, if that truly fell apart, who better to unite all United Nations than Mr. Worldwide? I watched oh. you sit there and think of that for two minutes. The wheels in your brain started working to come up with this perfect rejoinder, and then you checked back into the conversation at the right moment to utilize it. I watched it all happen behind your okay, eyes. Okay, Steve, confession. I've I've never heard a single word you've ever said in my life. Aha, uh-huh, I got him to admit it. Geneva genius takes time, Steve. You gotta give Also, it to Steve, to quote a wise man and to prove I do listen to you, uh, this wise man once said, When I stop talking, I stop listening. So nah, Nick, we've talked about this before. If everyone wants to flashback to the butterfly episode, but oh, from the uh, very first episode. <laughs> now this was actually what was uh, what he stole from Biggie, basically. Uh, that whole line: uh, "Put them fingers in your mouth, or open up your blouse and pull that g-string down south." That's the I think fifteenth song that he makes a reference to uh, in hotel room service. But yeah, so after party in the hotel lobby, so we have established that there is an event happening at the hotel, which makes getting to the room especially easy. It's not like they're at some offsite event and have to coordinate a carpool to get back to the hotel. They're there. It sounds like he he would though. If there was an option to drive a car through the lobby into a car-sized elevator and drive it down the hallway to his hotel room. I think you do it. I think that could be for the future, like a big ass fun uh, hotel for millionaires. Like you just drive to your hotel, like sweet. Although I think there'd probably be some car accidents. There'd be a lot of death. Yeah. But it would be cool <laughs> for like the first couple weeks. It'd be really cool <laughs> until tragedy inevitably struck. Yes. I don't Maybe disagree. if you put them like on this like um, like a a rail system, so the cars you know you're getting these nice fancy cars, but you're not driving them. They're just like they just keep going around through the hotel. So it's a roller like, coaster. They take you to your a room. Roll, it's a roller coaster and sexy cars. <laughs> See if or, you. And- now, the budget version, if you've got the Holiday Inn, you just drive a smart car into the freight elevator, and then it takes you where you need to go. <laughs> but I like this roller coaster-based means of getting to your room. Although, how would it know? Would it have to stop at every single door? And then you'd be like, no, nah, that's not my room. No, that's not my room. No, that's Only, not my room. No, you, you, gotta, you, type, you type it into the GPS system of this roller coaster. Okay, but the... It, oh, sorry. No, please finish. 
So then when it brings it to the room, then it stops because that's where you've put in the number of the room. But then how? Stop it Mike, the- you know you're just describing the Wonka Vader, right? Why do we not have it yet then, Steve? I'm imagining Pitbull doing the music video now dressed as Willy Wonka. And the, and the Wonka Vader does not look like something I could, you know, bring a couple ladies in the back with a, with a bottle of Champy and like... Maybe a few Oompa Loompas, but that's it. You don't know. You don't know what Willy Wonka was doing. We watched a single day in the life of Willy Wonka. We have no idea what he was doing the other three. Willy Wonka was doing two in the O and one in the I, Steve. We all know this. How many Oompa Loompa offspring does Willy Wonka really have? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Asking the tough questions here on the Song Tops here. This is my fault. I introduced the concept, and now I'm regretting it immediately, and so is my childhood version You of just said Willy Wonka was popping some champion with the Oompa Loompas and the Wonka elevator. So, this, yeah, this is your fault, Steve, because now one thing leads to another. Two plus two. He's going to no, undress I... you, okay? Three. <laughs> and I, but the Oompa Loompas have been Two plus two. I I'm didn't, sp- I didn't specify you. Three plus three. I, you are undress me, Thor and Thor. I didn't specify Oompa Loompas. You did. But even regard, even regardless of all of that, uh, Mike, if the if the roller coaster based hotel system was set up, how could all the girls forget about their boyfriend and meet Pitbull at the hotel room? They would probably be in the roller coaster with their boyfriends. How do they how are they able uh, to get uh, off uh, at uh, specific stops? I have the answer to that, Nicholas. Please. I want to know. Ejector seat. Ejector seat. Does it just catapult yeah, the girlfriends the through the door? No, it's for the boyfriend. Oh, you eject the boy? Okay. Oh my so this God, poor like, faithful like, boyfriend gets ejected so that his girlfriend can go mess around with Pitbull. Kind of like the ejector seat Hasselhoff used in Jump in My Car. Yes. Ah, oh, I love it. See, Jump in I'm my a, hotel oh roller coaster. <laughs> All right, I'm pretty sure. Hey guys, that's the second. That's the second one of our episodes we've referenced in this episode. We're the Pitbull of podcasters. We truly are. <laughs> we truly are. It's all about. It's all about branding. It's all about selling yourself. And in previous episodes, we've done. Uh, okay, so I, I th- guys, I'm pretty confident we're 100 percent right on everything we said. I think that's exactly what Pitbull is talking about. Uh, so let's hear more. And put a G string down south. Ooh, okay, shout it. One's company, two's a crowd, and three's a party. Your girl ain't with it. I got somebody. And by nature, she's naughty. Now give me that. Oh, a little naughty by nature reference. Yeah, I'm curious about this. I'm I, uh for okay, shawty. One's a company, two's a crowd, and three's a party. Uh, Genius Lyrics has this listed as uh, Pitbull wants his girl to bring as many of her friends as possible. Three of them would turn the situation into a, quote, party, which uh, they put in parentheses as an orgy. That's what party means? All these parties I've been going to, I feel like I have been making the host very disappointed. <laughs> yes. What do you think a housewarming party is, Mike? Why? You know, why do we use these silly words, all right, Pete? Housewarming orgies. Can we just call them what they are so no, there's no confusion? <laughs> like, uh, you guys ever been part of an I'm sorry. The- <laughs> Mike's just slid that in there. I'm going to ignore that and say a different yeah. thing. <laughs> no, uh, no, I was going to say, Mike, Mike using the phrase, what is it you said? Like, I'm sick of all these crazy words just sort of like unraveled the entirety of human language for me. So it's just like, I'm just picturing somebody so tired of words. It's like, what is with all these crazy words? You mean all the words we use to describe nature and the world around us and our existence? Yeah, damn them. Damn them to hell. I'm sick of them. I want to go back to grunts. That's it. Grunts and pointing. <laughs> Mike, you're in New Jersey. That's already how they do it. I have adopted the way they say dog. It makes some people very upset. <laughs> like a hot dog? Yeah. 
Oh wow! I, no, I actually, say, I, I kind of like dog, that for you. But I love how they say dog. <laughs> no, I actually respect that. You know, accents are such a wonderful thing. Why not say what's fun? You know what? Exactly, Nick. Which is why I'm also picking up some patois like words too. Okay, that- well, there's a fine line to everything, Mike. Uh- <laughs> warning! 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 Do not do reggae. Do not do reggae. Warning. <laughs> This is the third episode in a row I've had to warn you not to do that. <laughs> this hot dog be iry. Typical New Jersey boy. <laughs> but then Pitbull also says, uh, going back to the song, uh, your girl ain't with it, I got somebody, and by nature she's naughty. I I don't know if so, I know what that means. Does that mean he's already got the three-way in the bag? He's like, look, you can bring... If you got a friend that you'd like to bring for this three-way, great. But if not, fear not, because I got one already on. Wait, is Pitbull talking rank. to the boyfriend whose girlfriend he's absconding with? Is that the relation that he's having with this person right now? Why would he I be cho- so transparent I, with the boyfriend he's cuckolding? No, he's, he's talking to the lady. Oh no, he says your girl ain't with it. Well, he's telling her to bring her girls. Oh, so to one girl. Your girl ain't with it. I got somebody. And by nature, she's naughty. So the person he has is a naughty lady. This is more pitbull math. Oh, God. This is like oh, a, this this is AP pitbull math. This is more tricky. This is pitbull calculus. If three is a party and four is an orgy, but you only got two of you because you're not sure if the third party is going to show up, unless, of course, yeah, four, I don't know. Nick, I'm, I'm, I'm getting lost. Pitbull's getting too lost. intellectual for us. If Pitbull leaves a train, if Pitbull's train leaves to Akron, Ohio, how soon can he be at the hotel room lobby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 200 miles per hour, and the shawties leave Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in an Amtrak Acela going 200 miles per hour. At what point will they meet in Kentucky to have a three-person party? Actually, Steve, you just reminded me. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Citizen App notifications, uh, for those of you who don't know, listeners, uh, the Citizen App, it's a, it's in it's available in most major cities, I think, now. It just gives you like real-time like crime information in your city as it's happening based on like police reports. Um, and one of my favorite ones I got just said... Pitbull loose in subway tracks, and for a split second, I really hoped it was Pitbull just running through down the one train going, meet me at the hotel room. But I'm pretty sure they meant a dog. Although I never got it confirmed. It could have been Pitbull post-concert, just off his gourd, just running through the subway tracks. Taking a shortcut today. Yes. Just disheveled, like his his, uh, James Bond tux, all like disheveled and undone and him looking all wild-eyed and crazy while he's being chased by 50 boyfriends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But guys, you know, that's literally it for new lyrics. After that, he's back to... Now give me that sweet, that nasty, that good sister. Let me tell you what we gonna do. Two plus two, I'm gonna undress you. Then we gonna go three and three. You gonna undress me. Then we gonna go four and four. We gonna freak. However, we did confirm his math was correct because he got the same answers in the first chorus as he did the second chorus. So he gets full credit. If he was getting different, if if, if one, one and one and two and two, he was saying different things in the second pre-chorus, we would know something was up. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall during Pitbull's algebra class. I thought you were going to say, I wish I was a fly on the wall in Pitbull's hotel room, and I would have said, there probably were some. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
But yeah, like I said, that's, that's essentially it for new lyrics. At the end, we get a little bit of shout-outs towards the end. So it's him going mujeres and then giving different names of different women. The only kind of interesting fun fact I found on this was the radio edit. Obviously, in addition to having to change pretty much all of the lyrics that we just heard up until this point, they cut out the word mujeres. And I don't know why. It just means women in Spanish, unless they really thought having any Spanish in this song at all would hurt its commercial appeal. I didn't actually hear what they put in for that, but I don't know if he's just going A, A, O, A, O, A, but... Uh yeah, it's it's uh it, we we got Jenny, we got Yamil, we got Rosalind, we got uh Zulema, we got Christina, Carolina, Sofia, Estefani. Nick, if you were to make it in the industry as a large pop icon, would you would you take the time out of the end of your song to give a shout out to all the women you've had s- slept with? Uh, as a way of uh, showing them appreciation and being, you know, pro women. I don't. I don't think name dropping women I had sex with is being quote unquote pro women per se. Uh, here's what I would do. And I was going to say, and this has been Song Tops report on Women's History Month. <laughs> Happy Women's History Month, everybody. <laughs> yeah, shine a spotlight on your conquests. That's what being a feminist and an ally is all about. Now, you know what? May I don't know. Maybe it's tough to say, but let's say it was a good time. Let me like if a fe- <laughs> if a female pop star called me out at the end of her song, like muchachos, Mike Russell, I'd be like, well, she'd have to say mrmikerussell.com. <laughs> I'd be flattered. Yeah, but that's you, Mike. That's not necessarily Christina, Carolina, Sophia, Rosalind, Jenny, et cetera, et cetera. Also, we don't know. This could just be kind of like, you know when you go into a gift store and like they have like little like fridge magnets that have like, you know, they look like novelty license plates, but it's just different names. And like if you're getting a, a cheap gift for someone, you can try to find their name. I almost wonder if Pitbull's doing the equivalent of that at the end of his song, where like if you're on the dance floor, he knows statistically he probably did some research. He probably figured out what percentage of like my target demographic are likely to have the name Christina. He called out the biggest names. And so like during the song, when you're listening to it on the dance floor, you can be like, oh my God, he said my name. I don't think he's necessarily calling out specific individuals he had any relation with. It's a hell of a journey. Uh, But yes, guys, that is it for Hotel Room Service by Pitbull. Thank you so much for joining us this week. You can follow us uh, at The Hotel Room, uh, as well as being on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are there. Just look for the Song Topsy Report. Uh, We're the only Song Topsy Report that exists on social media because Song Topsy is a made-up word. And likewise, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Just look for Nick Brigadier. And uh, Mr. Mike Russell, where can we find you? <clears throat> you can find me on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot, where I post sometimes pictures of my bedroom or me running or some funny stuff from the podcast. I don't know. I really got to up my Instagram game, guys. Not we all do a little bit. But um, 
But yeah, and also like Nick said, you know, uh, check out our song topsy Instagram and uh, send us your song suggestions uh, of bad, bizarre, noteworthy music. And uh, also, why don't you answer our poll on the Instagram this week's poll? Uh, and you know what? <laughs> I didn't. I, I'm gonna be posting two polls. I have to post last week's poll and this week's poll. But this week's poll. Uh, what is your favorite thing to order from hotel room service? Is it a bottle of Champy? It's a good question. Is it breakfast? Is what if your breakfast is a bottle of Champy? <laughs> Literally, breakfast the breakfast of, of champions. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. That's a good question. Yeah, I would be curious to know. Or how many of you still... Then like after the f- you drink and eat that, you can go, because you're visiting Paris, you can go see the Champ Chelysee? No. We are going in. We are no. trilingual this podcast, fellas. I love it. We got some Francais. We got the uh, Espanol. We got the English. <laughs> oh, 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 we have the English. And there go all of our French listeners. Uh, and Steve, where can we find you? You can find me sharpening my Maurice Chevalier impression at home in the mirror. Fabian. And also on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo, And on my personal website at stephentrollinger.com. Uh, and um, on the uh, Dapper Devil Productions website as well in various different guises, um, but always as a guises, uh, and uh, and and yeah, like Mike said, um, whatever he said, because I wasn't listening because I check out when I'm not talking. See, I knew it. It's you too. Wow, we've learned a lot this this episode. Not just pitbull math. Uh, and until next week, guys. Thank you for joining us. I'm Nick Breedier. Je m'appelle Mike Russell. And I'm more of a fan of Doubletree. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care. <laughs>